we want to make sure the artists are actually paid for the work and paid well for the work that they're doing. So we will collect um, funds from business sponsors, pay the artists, pay for the paint. Um, if we can get paint donated, if anybody wants to donate paint, that would be cool. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for joining us today. Here's a reminder that if you do enjoy today's episode, go ahead and leave us a rating or review. And today's episode is with Jessica Basket, who has recently come across a new passion that has led to the start of a new nonprofit that hopes to change the face of downtown Augusta. When I look at like out at the cityscape here, like everything to me is a canvas that can be painted on. Starting a new venture is nothing new for Jessica, as she's been a part of starting companies like Caterworks, Cork and Flame, and newest Lace and Veil Bridal Boutique. I explore all my ideas, I guess, and all my dreams, and whichever ones stick, those are the ones I run with. We talk about the importance of focusing on the long term and not just looking at the short-term change that somebody can make. We don't just paint these things and then walk away from it. We're going to maintain it. Once again, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Here's a quick shout out to the Augusta University Jags for coming in second place overall in the Division II National Championship for Basketball. Congrats to Dip and the guys. That was a really, really exciting run, and I was super happy to be a part of it. And of course, our show is presented by our good friend, Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Nancy has been a supporter of this show for over two years now, and she's been a supporter of the community for even longer, from being involved in the chamber to being involved at Augusta University, to her role with the American Heart Association, where she's helping put together a fundraising event during the Heart Ball that will be happening in this area soon. Nancy Powell is the real estate agent that cares about the city of Augusta. And if you're thinking about making a move in real estate, Check her out at PowellPropertyPros.com. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date. Yeah, and I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at yeah, the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste. I got moves I'ma make. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc Ay. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AG in the mix, just drop the disc And while you're on your phone, go ahead and check out C-Lark C.L-A-R-K Wherever you listen to your music Hey guys, I'm Chris Hey guys, I'm David We're Drop the Disc Podcast We start the episode every time like this i think i've got my intonality like almost at a clone yeah where i could use the same one over and over <laughs> again and nobody would notice and that's why i start talking like this so you can't do that yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's why we change it up uh today we're here with a cool guest who not only has a business right now that we need to talk about right but like two or three prior businesses and a nonprofit. And probably things I'm not even thinking of that we, we got, should say. We got really lucky. It was really good timing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Timing is excellent because of the new nonprofit. So before we, or I guess before we go into all that, right. uh, we're here today with Jessica Basket. And give us a little hint into the things Chris and I were just talking about. What What do you have going on right now? But um, don't tell them everything. Yeah. Okay, don't tell them everything. But right now, I think one of the biggest things uh, that I do have going on is, um, of course, I own a bridal boutique, Laysonville Bridal um, in Martinez, Georgia, um, and also the nonprofit that I have started with um, Jeremy Rugeberg called Beautify Augusta, and that's all about bringing uh, public, local works of art to the area. 
Awesome. I cannot wait to dive into and that. And we'll talk way more about that. Yes. yes. Um, are you from Augusta? We always start the I episodes am. like that. So are you from Augusta, Jessica? I am from Augusta, born and raised. Awesome. Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to Augusta Christian, middle and high school, actually. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at that time in Augusta Christian, um, you know, it, uh, they want us to start preparing for careers. They want us to start thinking about our college <laughs> majors. Um, you know, when you were in high school in that age, you know, what were you kind of thinking you wanted to do? Um, actually, when I was in high school, I wanted to pursue a career in psychology. Okay. A little and different than what I did. <laughs> what did you study when you went to college? Um, when I went to college, first I went to Georgia Military College. I did study psychology there and um, behavioral science, sociology, things like that. Um, at the time, I was actually working in food and beverage. Um, and that's, you know, kind of where I started to grow my passion for that there. Um, but yeah, I still have a um, passion for psychology and all things people. Um, so, and I feel like my background in psychology and behavioral science probably has done me more good than any other degree I've gotten so far, to be honest. Any other degree? Wow. Oh, I'm We're sorry. I have a couple. <laughs> We're about to dive yeah. into this. I mean, this. come on. Okay, my bad. What other degrees do you have? Um, I have a degree in business administration, okay. um, psychology, behavioral science, if you will, business administration and hospitality and tourism. Only four degrees. So like three, four, something like that. I lost count. <laughs> so did you get all those degrees at GMC? Um, I did not. I got the business administration and behavioral science at GMC. Um, started pursuing my psychology degree um, from a, like a four year standpoint mm-hmm. and then switched over to pursuing my degree in hospitality and tourism at um, the Culinary Institute of Charleston. Gotcha. Yep. So how does that timeline work? Did Is it kind of back to back to back? It was. So when I first started, co- actually in high school, I started working at Jones Creek Golf Club. Um, started as like a beverage cart girl, having fun there on the weekends. Um, moved R. I. P. into... R.I.P. that right, golf course. Yes, I know. Ugh. Anyways. Um, <laughs> started working there in like the end of 2005 when I was in high school. Um like I said, as a beverage cart attendant, uh, worked my way up as to server, started doing some management there as well. Um, throughout college, I helped manage there and work there during the, the weeks and during the weekends. Um, and that's when my passion for all things kind of food and beverage and events started expanding. And then I realized, you know, as much as I love psychology, I really like working with people in that aspect in F&B and decided to go to Charleston for that. So, Okay. So you basically immediately upon graduation, you're working at Jones Creek Golf Club at the time, and then you decide to go to Charleston to kind of further cement what you're doing. Yes. And it's also Charleston. And it's also Charleston. Right. Great right. place for you food. You can't say no. Right. Can't oh say my no. goodness. Did you ever work up there? Um, I actually worked for a cleaning company in Charleston and we cleaned a lot of beautiful houses on the battery and stuff like that. It was a green oh, wow. cleaning company. So we did like all you know, organic cleaning and burned incense in the homes and stuff like that. It was super interesting. Um, But that's what I did. I actually would drive back on the weekends. I was still working at Jones Creek at the time. And I'd drive back a lot of weekends and work at Jones Creek during the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then drive back to Charleston for school. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So when you graduated from Charleston, what what did you do? Um, I actually moved back um, when I graduated and bought my first house. Um, started managing more in depth at Jones Creek Golf Club. Um, we were doing a lot with events and stuff like that at that time. Um, let's see, that was like 2011, I believe. Okay. Um, then in 2012, uh, actually, I'm sorry, 2013. Is that right? I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> okay, yes. In 2013, okay. a couple of years after I moved back from Charleston, um, I had my daughter. And so then I was a stay-at-home mom, luckily, for about two and a half, three years. Okay. So I got to do that, and that was fun. Okay. So I see this kind of very, very direct track that you took, and then all of a sudden you're a stay-at-home mom. Yep. That probably was not easy. Um, It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a lot of fun being home with her and getting to, you know, watch her grow up and spend a lot of time with mm-hmm. her. Um, when she was about two and a half, three, oh, I think it was right before she turned three, um, holiday season, right? She's an April, she's a master's week baby, actually. Of course I would have a master's week child. Um, (laughs) it's like the only 
few masters I've ever not worked in my adult life. <laughs> um, but right before her third birthday holiday season, I started working at Champions Retreat just to pick up some shifts here and there, right. you know, to get out the house, have some fun, make a little extra money. Um, and then that kind of led me, segued me back into food and beverage. Gotcha. Yep. And I know that at some point you and Cater Works. Yeah. Yes. Kind of we were talking become about that this yeah. thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Take us that down was, that. Yeah. Yeah. So actually I was, I started working at Champions Retreat in like December um, before my daughter turned or before she, yeah, before she turned three. Um, and what's her name? Gracie. Gracie. Okay. Yes. Hello, Gracie. Hello, Gracie. <laughs> well, Virginia Grace when she's in trouble, but anyways. Um, <laughs> Started working at Champions Retreat during the holiday season, worked there through Masters, um, and shortly thereafter, kind of going into the summer months, um, there was a girl that was working with me at Champions Retreat who was looking to pick up some hours elsewhere. Um, So I text Ray, the owner of Jones Creek at the time, and um, I was just like, hey, I've got a girl that works with me out here at Champions Retreat. Um, She's looking to pick up some extra hours. I didn't know if y'all were hiring, if you you want me to send her your way. So he was like, yeah, um, that'd be great. And actually, you know, you should come by the clubhouse sometime and catch up with me. (laughs) So I was like, okay, yeah, that'd be fun. So then I went and met with him and caught up with him. And he explained like his idea for Caterworks. um, And and this is like 2015, 2016? 2015, I think. Okay. I believe. Yeah. 2015. Sounds right. So he has you come by there and catch up. And was like, hey, but I want you to come back to Jones Creek. Because when I worked at Jones Creek previously... And um, before my daughter was born, I worked with him as well. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I knew him just you from had that, that aspect. Already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went back and um, we started Caterworks and did that for, I mean, I actually, at the time, I was managing Jones Creek Golf Club and Caterworks. Oh, wow. And then we took Caterworks from doing, you know, a few events a year to doing, you know, sometimes six events in one day. And it, it may be implied, but Caterworks is a catering company. Yes, Caterworks guys, is catering and events. Yep. And you guys worked out of Jones Creek? We did. So what yep. were you doing with and Caterworks? And it's not spelled like Caterworks. No, oh, it's, it's, not. Like, it's like German spelling or something, I guess. It's Caterworks with a K. And it's in it. In it. And I always put a Z at the end. Is that wrong? No, no, not at all. You can spell it with a Z. In my mind, it has a Z at the end. It sounds cooler with a Z at the end, I think. Yeah. Um, I guess with Caterworks, um, so I was managing the restaurant at Jones Creek and doing all the events for Caterworks as well. So it was management. Yes. Okay. Management, gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. And something kind of cool came from Caterworks, right? Yes. Are you talking about Quirk and Flame? I think I am. <laughs> so we actually, what a lot of people don't know um, about how Cater or Quirk and Flame was born um, we actually had like a little restaurant management company as well too. So it was did not know that. Yeah. That's so it really was cool. like we took the format that we had for Caterworks and Jones Creek and were able to apply it to other establishments as well. And that's kind of um, Justin, the chef for Caterworks, or I'm sorry, for what well, he was the chef for Caterworks, but also Cork and Flame. He had a him and Ray, I guess, had a uh, relationship with Roger Stroll and Dr. Gamande, Shroud Gamande. Um, and they were, they used to hang out at the wine market, the vineyard wine market. Yeah, my which, dad used to love that place. Really? So ironically, not to just kind of backtrack a little bit, um, where the wine market is now used to be Bean Basket Coffee, which was my ex-husband's coffee okay. shop. Yeah. So Small it's just world. weird how like things kind of come full circle sometimes. Right, yeah. Um, but anyways, so they were all, you know, it was a bunch of guys that were friends that hung out at the wine market and they wanted to just bring a cool fine dining um, concept to the Columbia County area because there was not a lot of fine dining, not a lot of true fine dining in Columbia County. Um, So they approached Justin and Ray about, you know, let's put this plan together and help open Cork and Flame. So that's what we did. And I, I actually, funny story too, I swore I would never work there. I was like, I'm going to do Jones Creek. I'm going to do Caterworks. I will never step foot in cork and flame as an Why? employee i just didn't want to do it it was so like <sighs> what's the word it was very to me at the time i think it was intimidating mm. um, because i had n- outside of a few high-end events that we had we had done through caterworks and outside of working at champions retreat most of what i did was golf course and right. more like catering it's a different group of it people. was a yeah. different group of people it was very intimidating from the aspect of 
you know, it's very, very high-end fine dining. Right. And I'm just a Southern girl and <laughs> who likes to enjoy fine dining, but I didn't really understand how to work it at the time. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And for those of you at home that have never been to Cork and Flame, this episode is not about Cork and no, Flame, it's not. but you need to go check it out. Dave and I went for, sure. for a dinner a couple months ago, and it was quite the experience. That's a good word. Experience. experience. It, yeah. 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 it is word. all about the experience. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. So when you guys opened it, like what were your goals? So when it opened, it actually opened in August, 2018. Um, Jones Creek was still open at the time. Right. So I was managing Jones Creek golf club and Caterworks, and I was assisting in whatever ways that I could with court opening cork and flame. And um, you're a mother and I'm a mother. You got <laughs> yes. a lot going on. A lot going on. No nonprofits at that time though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not yet. So we, like I said, at Cork and Flame opened in like August, 2018. They went through a couple of front of house managers be between the months of like August and September. Mm -hmm. And then the actual day, I think it was the day after I found out that Jones Creek Golf Club was going to be closing, um, the front of house manager at Cork and Flame left. So with oh, it being man. kind of all the same management group, they were like, well, Jessica, you're not going to have a job at Jones Creek anymore, but now you can, you know, we can, we kind of need you over at Cork and right. Flame too. How long did you um, do so that? Cork and Flame? Yeah. Three years, almost wow. three years on the dot. So, so you over. said you were never going to work there Swore and then never it was there. the opportunity. Three years full time. Three years <laughs> full time. <laughs> and I, I semi hated it at first and then I really grew to love it and, um, I really kind of had no idea what I was doing for, from like a fine dining perspective. And I really um, relied a lot on my peers to kind of help guide me. And I, re I took a step back and was like, you know, as somebody who likes to be bougie, mm -hmm. what would I want to experience <laughs> right. in a fine dining restaurant? Um, so that's kind of how we curated that experience at Cork and Flame. Last cork and flame question. Okay. Are there any like, I, I, it's really just because there's not a lot of restaurants in this area that kind of do the really upscale experience. Right. It, right. The, food, <laughs> the food is incredible. Right. You can find the food anywhere, but the experience you are diving into an experience. It's very mm -hmm. cool. Like, I'm just curious if you guys like, you were like, you know, we're going to have a five-star restaurant or, you know, we're going to create, you know, we're going to have taste. Like, I'm just curious if you guys said anything like that in the, in the process of setting it up. Like, were there specific things you intentionally did? Um, I think there were some things that they planned on doing originally that really didn't come to fruition at first. Mm -hmm. um, so as we started going along, you know, they, they got open as any business had, you know, any business has their... Um, growing pains area right. where it's kind of hard to figure out, you know, how to format yourself at first. But once they figured out what the clients wanted and started kind of going towards that demand, um, it became this like, okay, what can we do next? What can we do next? Okay, let's get that done. And now how can we elevate the experience a little bit more right. and a little bit more and a little bit more? Because the, the location is deceiving. It is very deceiving. It's yeah. like a yeah. shopping mall. Yeah. And you walk in and now they're giving you honey to, as a palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not bouche. paying for it. It's an amuse-bouche. Oh. Anyways, la, uh, it's lavender whipped honey. Yeah, you only speak Latin in Cork and well. It's French, but okay. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back after this short message from our friends at Savannah River Brewing Company. When was the last time that you had Savannah River Brewery? For me, it was about three days ago. If you check them out this week, you'll have an opportunity to try their newest small batch release. It's an American craft beer classic, which is an American pale ale. It is 5.3% alcohol with notes of biscuit, grapefruit, and touch of pine. Honestly, I'd want to try it just to get a note of biscuit. The refreshingly dry and crisp finish makes this a throwback beer very crushable. You can swing by the tap room and just give it a try. Check them out, Savannah River Brewing Company. If you'd like more information about what they're doing, a lot of the information that I get is off their Facebook page. Give them a follow. You'll be updated on events, beer releases, and just daily updates by the brewers. Keep in touch with them. Savannah River Brewing Company. 
now things. now we can kind of get to the, the point. We know that at some point you had to have left Cork and Flame or else right. you wouldn't have your own bridal boutique. Mm-hmm. So that has to be an interesting transition because yes. I haven't, I mean, I guess Caterworks is a little bit of a crossover with weddings, right? but that's all I see. Well, okay. So um, Jennifer Grubbs, Jen Grubbs, my business partner with Laysonville, um, she is a full-time wedding planner. Um, and she also operates a small event venue for like 50 people or less in the Grovetown area. What's it called? Um, it is called the Event Suite. Okay. Um, so she has her full-time planning um, company, which is called Planning with Style Events. And when I was working with Caterworks, that's how I met her. We, we did a lot mm. of events alongside each other. So me from the catering aspect, her from the planning aspect. Right. Um, so we just got to be really good friends and really good acquaintances and... Um, I invited her to, because we did through, um, Cork and Flame in 2020, we were going to do the catering at Legends Club during Masters Week, because that's mm. something we had done with Caterworks previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were going to do it through Cork and Flame in 2020, and I invited Jen to come and help me plan that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we did months worth of planning for that, and then it never happened, right. unfortunately. Um, but when she and I were meeting and talking a lot about masters in 2020 we were just kind of you know bouncing other ideas around of what else can we do because we kind of both have this serial entrepreneur mindset um obviously her owning three businesses now um so she has always wanted to open a bridal boutique um and beginning of last year 2021 she just decided that was going to be the year so she approached me like the beginning, I want to say it was March or April of last year. And um, she had another lady, a really good close friend of hers that she um, she was going to have help her work at the Bridal Boutique or manage the Bridal Boutique. Um, her name's Tania. Tania was expecting and she was a few weeks out from her due date. Um, and there was a bridal market coming up in Atlanta. And Jen wanted to take Tania, but with it being so close to her due date, I don't think she really wanted to go. So, um Jen asked me if I would go with her, and I was like, yeah, go shop in Atlanta for wedding dresses for a day. Sure, absolutely. I'll help you with that. <laughs> um, so I went up there, and just we immersed ourselves in that whole, like, bridal culture, and it was a lot of fun. And so we really got into that. And um, and you guys were shopping for basically, like, inventory, right? right? Yes, for, like inventory, wholesale stuff, yeah. And had she named the the... Boutique she, I think she had, I can't remember, to be honest. I think she had, though. Okay. I believe uh, one of her friends came up with the name. So this is yeah. an established kind of business that's coming in, and she calls you to help her get the inventory stock because yeah. you have great taste. Right, exactly. <laughs> Apparently so. So um, we, we went up there, and we just had a ton of fun. We got to meet the actual designers, and um, we just had a lot of fun with it. And then... You know, she kept asking me questions about it. You know, like, what do you think I should do for this? What do you think I should do for that? Um, asked me if I would be interested in working with her on, like, a part-time, um, you know, like, you should just come and work some days as a bridal stylist in the shop. And I was like, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, and then it progressed <laughs> from there to, you know, okay, what do I, what would I need to do to have you come help manage this with me? And then it was progressing to can you invest <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> help that. me? Like, I really want you to come alongside me and just, um, Jen and I both are, are very bold personalities. And, uh, I, I mean, I, this is my first time owning a business. Um, this mm-hmm. is her first time owning a business with a business partner. Um, her other two businesses she owns solo. Um, but when I think about like from a business partner perspective, like she and I have both have so much respect for each other from a business perspective and how we operate and how we do things. I mean, it was just, it was, there was no question about it. I was like, absolutely. I will leave my love of F and B to come open a product boutique with you. So you left, you you left to to open that boutique. Huge. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I guess tell us a little bit. So you guys tell us about when it opened. Tell us where it is. Just okay. give us, you know, the 411. Sure. So I left. I made the full decision to. Well, actually, let's see. I got to think about this timeline. I left Cork and Flame at the end of August 2021. 20, 2021. Yep. And then we opened the Bridal Boutique in November. So I had a couple of months off from, mm-hmm. um, you know, F&B before I really, of course, the months of September and October was a lot of planning, a lot mm-hmm. of build out, 
um, you know, getting the shop organized and things like that. But we officially opened November 9th of 2021, and we're located on Pierce Ferry Road next to Final Cut. And you guys okay. have a, it's a great location. It is a great location. You guys have kind of a cool partnership too. We do with Keith. Yes. yes. I was yeah. about to bring up yes. the style guy yes. himself. The style guy Keith himself. Keith Jones. Um, Keith is, a, I mean, he's just fantastic at what he does. It's all custom attire, head to toe. Mm-hmm. Um, he does everything from suiting, um, ties. He does bracelets. He does shoes now, which is going to hurt my wallet <laughs> deeply. <laughs> um, he has... He has actually, I have two custom jackets from him now. Yes. And if you guys want to hear more about Keith, uh, we had him on in January. You can listen to Made to Measure in Augusta. Yes, Keith is awesome. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Jessica Basket talking about her business experience in the area and Beautify Augusta. But first, another downtown business that's looking to make its mark, Second City Distilling and Dirty Girl Cocktail Mixers. Now, we just had them on where they made the announcement that they have combined to form Second City Beverage Company. But the cool thing is they're still open downtown for tasting and tours right by the Riverwalk entrance. So if you want to check out a local business that's trying to create a regional, if not international, impact and have a lot of fun doing it, check out Second City and Dirty Girl right by the entrance to the Riverwalk downtown and you can learn more at dgmixers.com. We're at this point now. We've talked about one, two, three, three businesses that you've been a part of. Well, right. two well, that you've helped, deep. three that you've helped start. Yeah. Really? Right. That yes. you've helped start from Caterworks yeah. to Cork and Flame to Lace and Vale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't talked nonprofit yet. No, we haven't. So that hasn't happened yet. No, that hasn't happened yet. I'm guessing being out of the F and B, you have a little bit more time. Exactly. And that's, that that was right. That was one reason. I I mean, I absolutely, I have a huge passion for F and B and for what I was doing there. And and Cork and Flame was a fantastic place to work. Mm -hmm. Um, Great group of investors, great group of people to work with. Um, And I mean, obviously it got spoiled with great food frequently. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, The hours were very much so. 11 or 12 to 11 or 12 yeah, right. or earlier or later, you yeah. know, it just yeah. depends. Um, so all these other things that I'm, I'm deeply passionate about that I did not have time to really focus on or dive into. Um, that was one of my hopes is that, you know, of course, being a business owner of a bridal boutique takes a lot of time, um, but it's more flexible. And right. I had the opportunity to um, really d- take a step back and kind of look at what I am passionate about and what things I want to um, explore and expand on. Um, I probably have too many ideas sometimes, but that's okay. I, I think the more ideas that I have and just kind of see, I explore all my ideas, I guess, and all my dreams and whichever ones stick, those are the ones yeah. I run with. Have you had any ideas that didn't stick? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. What are a couple um, of them? One specifically, Jen and I, um, we, right before COVID hit, um, we had this idea to do um, like an old, online event planning for girls who want to plan their own wedding. Terrible idea, just FYI. Um, it can be <laughs> done, but it's still a terrible idea. Um, they would be planning their own wedding, I'm guessing, in a format. That right. You so them. this yeah. would Drop allow those tabs. right those ladies who want to plan their own wedding. Um, we were we were doing workshops. It was like a, we were going to do a monthly workshop um, and have kind of a virtual space for them. Well, we started planning that in like November 2019. Wow. <laughs> and then as we're building out our website and everything for that and our format for that, COVID rolls around. And it just kind of shut down the wedding industry. So we ended up all the brides that we had signed up for the wedding lab, um, which it was called the wedding planning lab. That's cool. We took all of those brides and rolled them into full service planning for Jen. So we still retained and right. still helped plan those weddings. Um, but they just, they really needed that one-on-one, how do we navigate this with COVID mm-hmm. yeah. Um planning service. So is that something you might ever bring back? Um, I've thought about it. I think if we were to bring that back, it would be almost a hundred percent virtual. Yeah. Instead of having like where we would meet with them once a month, right. it would just be 
a virtual space. Seminars, where, yeah, like you could yeah. take Just seminar. Hope it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> seminars, checklists. This is how you do it. This is when you need to do it. This is what right. you need to do. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Very cool. That's yeah. a cool field that, idea. Yeah, it's really don't, don't, a cool yeah. idea. I should at all. copyright yeah. that or something. Right? <laughs> you should because they're listening to it right now and thinking this oh, is well, a good okay. idea. Jeremy actually did say on one of his shows, uh, Jeremy Rugerberg, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, uh, if you just say trademark, then you own the trademark. Oh, okay, trademark. So you're good. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so moving on, I just mentioned Jeremy Rugerberg. Yeah. And he's involved in a project that we're about to talk about. You mentioned it at the beginning. Yes. What is it? So Beautify Augusta. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so Beautify Augusta is really Jeremy's baby to start with. Um it began, and you'll hear him say this, he says it best, but I'll try to tell it as, as best as I can. But um, essentially, he found this picture on Reddit of a, an underpass. I know exactly what yes, you're talking about. He blew and when it I start telling this, yes. right? yeah. yeah. When I start telling this, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. And like just knowing that that exposure is out there really warms my cold heart. But anyways, <laughs> um, he Describe found this picture. picture though, yeah, okay. for everybody right. that isn't us. Okay, so the picture is this ugly normal looking underpass um, on the top and then on the bottom it has been painted to look like the Simpsons living room um, so it's like you know this beautiful big mural that has been painted on this really ugly space mm -hmm. um, and he posted the picture on several different local Augusta Facebook groups yeah he did um, yeah. multiple times multiple yeah, yeah. <laughs> well they've been shared so many times now True. too yeah um so he posted that picture and just said, if there are any artists willing to bring this to life, my, or do something like this, then um, I would pay for the paint. Like my company, my business would pay right. for the paint. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of set his phone down. He's like, he says he turned his phone off and went to sleep and woke up the next morning. And he had like hundreds of likes, hundreds of comments and shares um, across all those different platforms. Um, Augusta University's art department reached out to him. The media reached out to him. Oh. Um, the Greater Augusta Arts Council reached out to him, um, as well as like just a multitude of artists and other people that were like, how can we be involved in this? And he was right. like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I don't know what to do here. So um, I he, don't really have yeah. the money. <laughs> so right. he, he um, I can get the paint. Right. <laughs> so he contacted me, and I know Jeremy from the event space. Um, so yeah, back it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, so back it up to yeah. where I met. I met Jeremy actually working at Cork and Flame, um, and he hosted a small event in our wine market. Um, and then after that, he asked me to coordinate a couple of. He does the uh, oh, what are medical professionals? The, the yeah. soirees. The soirees. Yeah. 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 So um, I've coordinated several of the soirees with him. So did he, you do the Christmas soiree? I did. That one was this fun. Past um, where was that one at? At the, the new yeah. the Performing Arts Center. Yeah. yeah. I think the one in May is going to be there as well. Ooh, very so, cool. So, yes, coming up soon. Okay. But, um, yep, so he reached out to me, and we met, and he he told me about his idea, and he was like, obviously there's something here to this because right. so many people have reached out to me about it. Like, what can we do to actually make this happen at an underpass? And then just through talking, talking the idea out together, we were like, you know, we should – um, the best way to do it is going to be to create a nonprofit and the whole process is simple. We collect funds from business sponsors and use those funds from a business sponsor can say that they're sponsoring the mural. Right. Um, Very and then cool. all that money from the sponsorship goes to paying the artists, um, because artists, a lot of times they get burnout on the whole People try to ask them to do things for free right. or for donations because yeah. oh, yeah. they don't they don't understand how valuable their time is and like understandably so whatever. So we want to make sure the artists are actually paid for the work and paid well for the work that they're doing. So we will collect um, funds from business sponsors, pay the artists, pay for the paint. Um, if we can get paint donated, if anybody wants to donate paint, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so just kind of trying to figure out how to format that and how to create that um, nonprofit. We, we have our articles have been sent off to the Secretary of State. Um, we've been working with the Greater, uh, Greater Augusta Arts Council. 
The Georgia Department of Transportation has approved our first underpass location. Very cool. Uh, yes. That was so, my next yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. Tell us tell us about that. So um, that was actually the Greater Augusta Arts Council helped get that approved. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, what do you have to go through to paint an underpass? So a lot. Good grief. Um, what Jeremy, another thing that Jeremy always says is like, you know, he spoke with Jason Craig, um, right. who has been a huge advocate of this whole thing. He's really helped us make a, Jason is a local artist, um, who's done a couple of murals and stuff downtown. Oh, yeah. And um, if you want to hear boxes. about Jason Craig's background, we recorded with him on October 17th of 2019. It's called escaping the snow. Hmm. <laughs> escaping the snow. I'm gonna have to look that one up. He's from up North. Oh, okay. Long story short. Fair point. Um, yeah. That makes more sense. I now. was a lot less good at titles in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty clever. I don't know. Um, but anyways, so Jason told Jeremy that artists basically want to know two things. One, what am I painting and where is my paint? They just want the very basic right. details. Just like tell us what we're doing and mm -hmm. how to and where to do it at. So they don't want to have to go through all the red tape. It's just not what their, their forte is. But Jeremy and I being very, very business-minded... Um, that is our forte. We love doing the businessy aspect of things. Yeah, you've been a manager so, for yeah, like, your so whole it's life, like, basically. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, let us work through all the red tape. Let it, let us plan everything else. Let us get the money for it. We'll pay you, and you just make things look pretty, basically. That's really cool. Yes, so you guys, uh, and, and I kind of interrupted you answering the question about the oh, underpass, but that goes through like Department of Transportation, yeah, so like you have to go to the state? GDOT has to, so the underpasses downtown, because we want to start with underpasses downtown, there's several of them on um, 4th Street. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we want to start with those and then kind of work our way uptown um, from like 4th Street up. Yeah. Um, so the state owns the, owns that road. Right. Okay. So that's why we had to get the states. Because they're highways, basically, right? They're right. highways, yep. And then if you wanted to have a mural on a building downtown, do you have to go through Historic Augusta? Um, it depends on who owns the property. Okay. Um, I think that's the that's the biggest issue is who owns the property and yeah. getting their approval. So and that's the next question, though. You yeah. mentioned overpasses or underpasses. Yeah. Are you looking to do buildings, walls? Yes, Like, absolutely. do you have, like, some targets? So we... we Seeing how um, well-supported we've been so far, we, we don't want to just do a couple of things and then stop. Um, we're really looking at Beautify Augusta as something that will have long longevity, mm -hmm. um, something that will still exist 30, 40, 50 years from now, even right. further into the future, hopefully. Um, just we want, to, we want to leave a legacy in Augusta and help other businesses and artists leave a legacy in Augusta. Um, so we're really, really looking at things from the long term. I've got um, a wish list. Do you? Yeah. Of places you want painted? Yeah. Oh, good. You'll have to get that to me. Yes. There's a couple of places on the towpath when I bike. Listen, Or now, on the canal, on bridges. Oh, listen, you don't I'm even get me started. I, can <laughs> I found an artist that um, paints, he stands on a paddleboard and paints. It's incredible. That would make a great video. On, yeah, he's like, stands on a paddleboard in this river. I think it's up in New York and like paints walls that are on the river it's so, wild so would you potentially that was a question i was going to ask you when you first talked about beautifying augusta are is this supporting local artists or all artists and supporting augusta we really want to support local artists okay. um i feel like and jeremy and i have talked about this before that augusta produces so much talent and we tend to lose our talent to atlanta charleston charlotte right. savannah wherever because people I mean, people just kind of, you know, get a degree and whatever and go somewhere else to, mm -hmm. to use their talents. And that's probably why it's important that you're actually paying the artists as well. Right. And so we really want to create a community or help create a community here where we retain our talent and they can, you know, paint underpasses here, paint murals here. Um, mm -hmm. We don't, we definitely want to focus on the visual arts aspect of things, but we're not limited to that. Um, we're going to do things like plan litter pickups, um, host events, and stuff mm -hmm. like that, yeah. too. So yeah. it's really all about there's, – there's a lot of other organizations in the Augusta area that are doing, doing some of these things, but we really want to come alongside them and help do those things on a long-term perspective. So I'm curious. Um, uh, there's a lot of listeners that might be paint artists uh, in the area. If there's a project that is presented – is there an application process for them to go through? Have y'all yes. gone through a, 
that process yet or so is it just kind of in the works? At, at it, the it's still kind of in the works as far as how we're going to plan that process. Um, but essentially, so we are constructing a board. We'll have seven board members. Um, and when once a business says, hey, we've got an under, I'm going to give you however much money, you know, somewhere between probably five and $15,000 for a mural is what we're looking at. Right. Um, depending on the size of it and the location, how much the paint's going to cost, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we get the funds from a business, um, we will have like a bid, basically an auction where artists can submit a bid. They can submit an idea. Like we tell them this is what the location is going to be. Um, they can submit ideas and then our board and the business that's sponsoring it will be able to vote on which which artist is accepted. And will the bit, I'm sorry, I have one more question. Cool. Will, will, the, will the businesses have their name on the mural saying yes. sponsored by? Yes. Will it be a plaque or it will be painted? So it will, we haven't 100% worked out those details and it, it may be one of those things where it's a case by case based right. on what the business call wants. Out. Yeah. yeah. So it will, there will be, each mural will have information on it that says this mural is sponsored by or powered by or whatever, however you want to say it. Cool. Um, but we're also going to put a QR code on there. Oh, very cool. So they cool. can, the people, when they come down to visit, they can scan the QR code and get, That's inform- so it'll smart. take them to our website, our yes. Beautify Augusta website, but it'll have information about the business and it can link to their website as well. This is incredible. Very yeah. cool. This makes me very happy. Modern makes art. makes me happy too. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> Literally with the QR code. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be back to finish dropping the disc with Jessica Basket. After this quick message from our friends, Augusta Hemp Company. Augusta Hemp Company is founded by Dr. Milhouse, who's one of the leading researchers in the state of Georgia for hemp and its medical uses. If you're looking for a great solution for hemp, for a company that's HIPAA certified, compliant, and research-based, check out Augusta Hemp Company and AugustaHempCompany.com. Just remember, from CBD to THC, They've got you covered in the AUG. My only other question would be, you've talked about you're going to basically start with the location and then you're going to get the artist and the business and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. This is a personal question. This is just for you, not for Beautify Augusta. Okay. If you could kind of make that location list, do you have like a top three locations you would love to see painted? Like feasibility aside, like just from your your personal life. Um, there are, there are so many, I don't even know if I could narrow it down to three. Honestly, since we started this project, I can say more than three, all of them. Um, (laughs) since we started this almost everywhere I go downtown, I'm like, that would be really cool to paint that. It would be really cool to paint that. It'd be really cool to paint that. Like everywhere I go. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the South state building. I'm like, wow, it's a lot of brick right there. One place I would love, like the first place that comes to mind is, um, the, Diagonal parking lot across Mubora. Yes. There's that little yes. empty building, we, that wall yep. where everybody parks. I would love yep. for that wall if to be If you painted. actually listen to our episode with Walter E. Dyer, which was Fine, a long I'll time ago, <laughs> uh, we actually talked about just that. And he wanted to act, we actually discussed how he was going to raise money to pay and buy the paint and pay the artists. It just never came to fruition. Right. Mainly October 10th, 2019, finding hidden gems with Walter Dyer. Okay. Yes. So that actually <laughs> to that building, I think is owned by the church. That's right. That's, yes, correct. that's yeah. correct. So, um, that's but, all we know. But like when I, yeah. I mean, because I'm at Eubora so much and I park <laughs> right there all the time, I'm always looking at that. Like, it's just this beautiful blank canvas. Right. Um, and I foresee breaking it up into like five or six sections and having like five or six different artists collaborate. That's exactly. It's yeah. almost like yeah. she listened to the yeah. episode. That's exactly I what we were talking about. I haven't, but I will about. go back and listen to it now. <laughs> credit to you for yeah. having a good idea. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Um, another thing that we want to do too is we're going to get landscaping involved. Um, so we'll have these beautiful underpasses that are painted, but we want the landscaping on the side to kind of complement it, almost like a frame would for a piece of art. Is that something you would maintain? Um, we are hoping to be able to partner with local landscapers, somebody who might want to adopt the area mm, is, you yeah. know, like adopt a landscape kind yeah. of situation. Um, and then, so with that being said, I, again, I'll be driving down town somewhere and I'll see, you know, a grassy area and I'm like, oh, that would be really cool to landscape that really somehow, some way. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to take Beautify Augusta to another level. 
Um, let's say this goes just five years from now, maybe even 10 years, you know, 30,000 foot view. Um, would you beautify buildings? Oh yeah. I mean, we're looking at a building right now and it it, it needs, it needs some pressure washing. It It probably is not actually black, but it is right now. It is. Um, (laughs) and so that would be, that would be painting in a way Mm -hmm. you're making it, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right by the Lamar building. Yes. Yes. And just in the future, are y'all just stopping with murals? No, definitely not stopping okay. with murals. And there's only so many murals downtown, or so many underpasses spaces, downtown, yeah, so many spaces downtown to do murals. Um, so really, when I look at, like, out at the cityscape here, like, everything to me is a canvas that can be painted on. Um, yes. So from buildings to, like, I would even love to see the top of some of these buildings painted where you can see things from an aerial view. That's That'd cool. be perfect um, for us. Yeah. The parking yeah. decks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the, speaking of parking decks, so the parking deck on Ellis. Yeah. Ellis Street Parking. Yeah. Off Reynolds. Uh, yes. Okay. So I have an architect friend, Jose, that lives in Atlanta now. He was He's from Augusta, but he lives in Atlanta. And he contacted me recently and was like, how, you know, I see what you're doing with Beautify Augusta. Um, how can we get architecture involved? Mm. Um, so we had a, a great phone call a couple of weeks ago about – um, what we could do in the Augusta area to get architecture involved, but not just from a like building architecture like perspective, but also from a city planning perspective of how could we create more pedestrian centric spaces? Yeah, um, because that is one thing about downtown Augusta is you don't see you don't go, come downtown to or come to downtown Augusta and see a lot of people walking around like you do in Charleston or somewhere else. Right. So like how do we create spaces in downtown Augusta that will make people want to park and walk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so then we started talking about parking garages and I was like, well there really aren't many parking garages downtown. But then I started thinking about it and there are, they're just not used. So you've got the Ellis Street parking um but I got to thinking one day I was like, what if we just painted the entire parking garage? Like the whole outside of the parking garage would be some kind of wild, crazy painting. And it would really draw people's attention to it. Right. Um, and hopefully make make people want to go park there, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe. Basically, you yeah. have no limits. No You're limits. all about thinking outside the box. Yes. Love that. Now, my, my last question I can think of is, is kind of regarding limits, but it's ge- uh, geography. So, beautiful Augusta. Um, we're talking about downtown right now. Do you have an idea of what kind of scope you guys want to have as far as like how far out you would take this? Um, I mean, we're definitely focusing on the downtown area. Um, but like I said, from a longevity perspective, um, we do want to have murals either updated or completely redone after about five years. Mm. Um, even if it's just the artist going behind and changing one or two things and then challenging people to go by and see if they can figure out what's been changed. So that'll be a big part of so, it too. Right. Yeah. So just keeping things maintained and updated, um, making sure like, like maintenance is a core pillar for us is making sure that we don't just paint these things and then walk away from it. We're going to maintain it, keep it pressure washed, keep it clean, make sure that if there's any graffiti on it, um, you know, we'll have the artist come behind and correct that. Right. Um, so at some point, somebody's going to have to work full time for this nonprofit. Right, huh? exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you've gotten everybody intrigued right now listening. How can people in Augusta get involved or where can they find you right now? Are y'all yeah. just on social media? Do yes. you have a website? So we are currently on Facebook, just getting on Instagram, but it's Beautify Augusta on Facebook. Um, our Gmail is beautifyagusta at gmail.com. I'm constantly checking that email. It's, it's a lot of conversation with artists right now, which yeah. is awesome. Have, um, you, have you purchased the domain name? I, um, that's a good question. Go ahead. We can I do probably it for should, you right Yes, now. purchase that domain we'll name sell for back me. To you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for free, right? Something like you that. Can, you can donate. That'll the, be our donation. There you go. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, and then our website is in the works, and that'll be beautifyagusta.com if that domain name is available. Hopefully it is. So, so right yes. now, the best places to find you guys are on social media. Yes. And if they if people want to connect with you, if they know an artist, they can email you mm-hmm. and they can reach out about projects. Yes. Are you currently accepting ideas for locations? Absolutely. So okay. we're, we're really open to any kind of conversation right now. So anybody that, that wants to get involved, just yes. don't assume anything. Just go ahead and reach just out. Just ask. Okay. Yeah. It never hurts to ask. Perfect. Um, we have someone who has offered to 
pressure wash the spaces. Um, I have a general contractor who is offered to prep the space. So like base painting and things like that. Wow. Um, but like, especially anybody who wants to be involved from a, just how can I help out? We will find a way for mm -hmm. you to help out and get involved if, if we don't, you know, if something doesn't come to mind right off the bat. So got it. one more question. This is really cool. Uh, <laughs> is the city backing y'all? Is the um, local government yes. accepting what's going on right now? Yes. And so how? we so we actually have um, the D downtown development authority who is backing us. Um, and that's Cal Ray. That's uh, and Margaret Wood Woodard. Mm -hmm. yes. Woodward. I may have butchered that name. I don't know. Check me on that. They're doing. You know, basically, we have everybody that we have talked to so far is very excited about this. Good. Um, and they really want to know how they can help us, mm -hmm. um, whether it's, you know, helping us figure out funding, permissions, things like that. Um, one thing that we definitely do not want to do is we're not look, we're not seeking out grants um, or anything like that. We don't want to compete with grants or with the Greater Augusta Arts Council or any other organization right. for the grants that they get. We want them to keep that money. This is all about getting businesses involved that want to leave a legacy in downtown Augusta. Um, and having them support that. Right. So, again, you know, we're not trying to compete with the grant aspect of things. We're, we're really just getting the citizens of Augusta and the businesses of Augusta to support local artwork. Very cool. That is very cool. Well, I think we have one more question for you. Yes. We always like to ask this one question at the very end for all of our guests. The Drop the Disc question is presented by our friends at Tranner Gray Media. Here at Tranner Gray Media, we are a full-service, award-winning marketing agency specializing in video production based right here in Augusta. We have experience at both the local and national level, partnering with businesses to bring their message to the forefront. Whether you need video, graphic design, digital or traditional advertising, web work, or creative services, we exist to help you tell your story. Um, and you've said that you've prepared for this one, have, which I'm very excited to hear the answer. But if someone no were pressure. to walk up to you and talk negatively about this city, what would you say to them? Um, I would tell them that sounds like an user error to me mm. because I actually, unbeknownst to many, used to hate coming downtown. And I learned that it was really just because I didn't know how to navigate downtown. I didn't understand downtown. I didn't really immerse myself into downtown. Um, and the more that I did, the more I realized how much I love it and how beautiful it is and how um, diverse the culture is downtown. And so I would really say, you know, if you don't like Augusta or if you have an issue with Augusta, it's probably because you haven't explored it the right way. Is that, a, that beautiful? I say. Hopefully that's a good answer. Beautiful. This is a very good answer. Jessica Basket, thank you so much for coming on from Caterworks, Cork and Flame, Jones Creek, and now Laysonville Bridal Boutique and Beautify Augusta. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank, thank you. you for coming. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We will be in your ears next week with George Clausen, who's going to talk about the changes in the restaurant industry in Augusta the last couple of years, the new restaurant that they've opened, which is Soul City Pizza and the Masters event, The Major Rager, which you can buy tickets for now at fwbpro.com.